welcome to the Rising Feminine Collective podcast. I'm your host, Nina Petruzzo, and I'm so honored that you're here. This is a sacred space to inspire, elevate, and amplify your life, your business, your relationships, and your gifts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Rising Feminine Collective podcast. I'm your host, Nina, and I am so excited to share a beautifully expansive conversation with you all today. Inside of this episode, I sat down with my past client and dear friend, Michelle Rodolfi. And Michelle is a dietitian and former personal trainer who helps women write their relationship with food and themselves so that they can live a more joyful life. She loves talking about all things food and exercise. However, she's realized sustainable change lives beneath all of that. She truly guides women home into their bodies, hearts, and sense of self in order to reclaim their innate wholeness, worthiness, and belonging. She supports women in shifting from just what they're eating to how they're meeting their food and ultimately themselves. She believes creating a deeper relationship with self and cultivating confidence within is what creates lasting change and transformation. She helps women in moving from striving to thriving in mind, body, and spirit. She believes that every woman deserves a life well-nourished and she's on a mission to help others in reclaiming that truth. This conversation went into a lot of different pathways and topics and avenues. And this truly was a beautiful conversation about what it means to really come home into the body, to reestablish rightful relationship with your body and with food. We talk about intuitive eating and also really the more spiritual journey of, you know, our own personal walk with God and cultivating more grace within ourselves and meeting ourselves with deeper love and compassion so that we can shift from states of striving and reaching and trying to control and really arrive into deeper states of peace and joy and ease in our lives. So this conversation is so incredibly nourishing. I know that you'll all receive so much from the gems that Michelle shared with us inside of this space. And, you know, you can receive all of Michelle's information below. She is such a phenomenal coach and guide and teacher for women. And I've been so blessed to really walk beside her intimately, you know, through our mentorship space to really, really witness how deeply she supports other women in this journey around reclaiming their relationship with their body, food, and ultimately themselves. So enjoy all of the the goodness that's here. And then just a reminder that my one-on-one mentorship space is officially reopening in January. You can receive all of the details for the way of grace mentorship, you know, in the link below Um, applications will be opening soon. And all of you listening kind of get priority on completing those applications as I will just be opening spots for most likely two to three women in January. So if the journey of restoring your feminine essence through relationship with God and remembrance of beloved identity has really been calling to you, you know, I really encourage you to look into the deeper details and also don't hesitate to send me a message over on Instagram or to my email, um, inquiring more about the mentorship itself. So here to support you. And I invite you to lean back and relax and get into a space to deeply receive this lovely conversation. Yay. Um, so excited. I know I say this every time I truly do, but I'm excited every time for every conversation. And today I am blessed to be with a dear friend, a past client, a soul sister, Michelle Rodolfi is here to grace us with her presence and energy and wisdom in this space. So I'm so grateful to have you, Michelle, and would love to hear just as we open Mm-hmm. what's alive on your heart, what's pulsing in your body, what has been present for you in this season of your life? 
Yeah, Nina, thanks. I, oh my word. I mean, just those initial words, like bring tears to my eyes. I just feel so valued and seen and, you know, appreciated. So thank you. Um, what is alive for me? So many things, but when I'm posed with a question like that, like I, I try and think of one word that's going to sum it up, you know, and really two words come to mind and it's like a season of acceptance, you know, accepting what is, Hmm. And I feel like that can be a hard thing. You know, when people think about acceptance, they might think complacency, you know, totally, but that's not it. It's more of a surrendered acceptance. And along with that, I'm feeling a lot of like celebration, Mm. just celebrating so many things. I don't know, business-wise, personal-wise, who I am. And what I'm here to do. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love and I feel like such a deep sense of peace in your expression mm-hmm. of that. And I feel, mm-hmm. you know, all of you listening, I'm sure like giggling. I've been kind of calling this like the the podcast season of surrender. Like mm-hmm. the big theme <laughs> that's been coming through is is surrender and really the spiral and the journey of surrender and and that word acceptance is a huge part of surrender. And, and I love that you mentioned, you know, not complacency, but like true, what I was hearing from what you're saying again, is just like true peace and presence with, with what is and like holding most likely I'm just assuming like the duality of, of again, like the light and the heavy, the blessing and the burden, the challenge and the celebration, you know, just holding the spectrum of all of that, which truly is the feminine, you know, the feminine is in that expression of the full emotional range. And, and I would love to hear, you know, especially Michelle, cause I feel like this is a practice that you cultivate within yourself, but also I know that you really support other women with is really like, yeah, this, this piece, like making peace with what is, and I would love for you to like touch on that or even share a little bit of your own journey with that and how you support other women in that. I know this is kind of like a big question, but, um, you know, Michelle's a former dietitian. She works with women really deeply on reclaiming and restoring true health and vitality and radiance in the body through all these different realms. But what I feel you truly do is you help women cultivate this inner peace. Yeah. 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 I just, um, I see so much of, of women getting scattered and myself included. I was there looking externally for the rules and all the things in comparison, you know, um, and my aim is to just help, help us to put those blinders on, you know, and it's a continual thing. I, I don't, I work on it a lot myself, but I can still get lost in comparison mode. Mm. And so I think, I think one of the biggest ways I try and help my clients cultivate this and do it myself is just the reminder to be intentional about slow spaces, you know, in your day and just giving yourself time to move out of your head. I am such a, like, I am always in my head. I got my to-do list. I got, I got things to do girl, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've, here we go. I've become very familiar with what my indicator lights are. And so I try and help my clients also become familiar with what their indicator lights are. Is it a feeling in your body? Is it a tenseness? Is it a feeling of rush? What are the indicator phrases you're telling yourself? If I do this, if I get this done, then, you know, these are the indicators to slow down, to to pause and just wonder where those thoughts are coming from. Like, I feel like just naming what we feel, naming what we want, naming those thoughts out loud has such power to then put us at ease, you know? 
and then maybe begin to do some work on cover of where they came from and what what's actually true yeah. you know to begin to bring in the peace and the acceptance okay this is what it is right now but how can I move forward yeah. you know bring in that the acceptance with some grace and understanding yeah. and move forward with conviction that you're not defined by those lies you're telling yourself in the head, your head, you know? Yeah. 100%. And I love, I love that you just use the word slow spaces because mm-hmm. I feel, you know, I, I say this a lot too, you know, to really create this deeper sense of calm and peace within the body, within the nervous system, we have to embrace slow motion spaces. That's how we begin to like recalibrate our own very conditioned responses that we go into fight, flight, freeze, fun, you know, and especially, you know, that constant need and desire for doing and in acting from that state of urgency often is coming from that fight response, you know, okay, I have to like fix and control and like, okay, I'll be good if I do this and like get my whole list done and like have everything prepared for my kids and my family and like make sure I've done all these things. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting so tense thinking about it. And like all the gripping, all the gripping, the gripping, right? the oh. gripping. Yeah. And And that's the state I definitely lived in this for a long time. You know, we're really programmed to live in that state because we're so programmed into, into striving and into self-sourcing and into always feeling like we have to reach outside of ourselves to find that peace and to find validation and to find our worthiness, which is anything but the truth, you know, that all exists within you. And every moment, it's really just a remembrance of that. But I would love to hear in your life, you know, and for any woman who's listening, who's like resonating with those feelings and like that kind of energy in her body, and maybe doesn't have a lot of slow spaces yet Mm -hmm. in her life and her practice. I would love for you to share, you know, what do those slow spaces look like? And, and yeah, how did you start unraveling some of that mind chatter to really descend Cause I've witnessed your journey from really moving from the mind into the body, just so beautifully, Michelle, over the last, you know, really since the beginning of this year, and it's been incredible to witness. And, and I feel the the pulse and the shift within you so powerfully. And I would love for you to just share some of what that journey has been like of really softening into the beingness, which is the feminine. Yeah. Oh, I mean, not easy, not easy. And I'd love to say that I've cultivated this beautiful practice of like waking up before my children and having the coffee and the meditation and the journaling. No, it is not consistent. And I think the, for the longest time, the thought that it had to be consistent and look a certain way stopped me from even trying. And so, I mean, honestly, I'd say in the beginning, it, it still, it wasn't even consistent, but there was more chunks of time that I devoted. I, I had to like, again, put it on my to-do list because I am a to-do list person. This chunk of, you know, working through some of your programs were, were huge to like put that on my list to do the journaling, the reflection, the reflective work. Once I experienced that, the the shifts in my body, the shifts in how I entered into my day, once I experienced it, then I was like, okay, this is a priority. I do value this above the go, go, go. And so what that has uh, evolved into, and I'm sure it will continue to evolve, but you know, like for the the busy moms listening, because that's, that's who I identify with, right? You know, it's, it can be so easy in your car, turn off the radio when you're in there by yourself, just be, you know, pair it with something that you're already doing. You know, when I, I have a dog, I have to take him for a walk daily. And I realized like, that's, not everybody has that ability. So that is a gift that um, I get to do. And I, but I'm such a podcast. I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do the things Yeah. when I'm able 
to stop and be silent on my walks and really focus on nature, the sounds I'm hearing, what I'm feeling. Um, and really the rhythm of how I enter into my, my, my work day, you know, after the kids are gone, I've had my breakfast and then I need to start the things. I, I don't always do this, but I notice when, when I can, even for five minutes, it doesn't need to be big, but even if it's stilling, my mind is very hard, but when I can stand by a window and just look outside a few minutes, five minutes, like it, it is just magical for how I then show up in my day, how I then am able to support and nourish myself and allow, um, those choices to just flow instead of gripping. Yeah. 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 One, I think that this is just such a powerful reminder because I think too, again, I I feel in the beginning of my journey as well. It's like, you think you have to do all the things like, okay, I need to like wake up with the sign and like journal every day. I got to get into my embodiment practice. I need to go to yoga. I need to like do all these things. And then again, that mindset is just the recreation of, of again, that, that old mindset, which is often that kind of more wounded, like masculine template. And again, the fixing, the controlling, the grasping, the gripping. And I love that you just, you started the whole thing with like, it's not easy and it's not consistent and it looks different every day. And I just think that that's a powerful reminder. And I feel like what just, really cultivating, making the time to just be in these like slow spaces. Again, like you said, just like staring out the window, just like watching a bird or a flower, like a a few moments, right. A few minutes, like not long periods of time ground us back into our hearts. They ground, they ground us back into our bodies. And again, that's how we really resurrect, you know, this feminine essence, this state of beingness within us is letting ourselves be held in those small moments to really just appreciate and be with what is, let me just be with and feel like, let me ask myself, how do I feel right now? Where is that feeling in my body? Like you stated in the beginning, Michelle, like just, just becoming more aware of our bodily sensations is really how, we arrive back into presence, into this moment, into again, that slow motion space, which is, you know, helping your nervous system begin to regulate itself and have more flexibility and resiliency, which then is taken with you, you know, as you meet sometimes those harder moments in your life, like these small moments compound Mm -hmm. to create this whole new pathway and, and essentially paradigm for yourself. So I just love that you shared like the simplicity of that, because I think we get to remember, like this gets to be simple. This doesn't have to be this wildly complicated and complex thing, you know, for sure. For sure. I think so, you know, I said, it looks, it always looks different. It is still continual hard work, but I guess what my rhythm looks like and what I help hopefully women soften into is like, again, it's paying attention to your indicator lights and letting that be the rhythm. It's not the same time every day. It's not the same actions every day, but what is consistent is your ability to recognize your, your indicator lights and let that be your trigger into, you know what, let me get out of my head. Let me just soften into silence for a hot minute yeah. and then I will move on with my day mm-hmm. because, because, because that's when we can meet our needs. Yeah. I love that term indicator lights. <laughs> I like, I love that. I just think of a car, you know, the dashboard and hopefully they're quiet. Nothing's lit up. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that analogy. And like, yeah, just having women, you know, recognize, you know, just as we slow down, we begin to really recognize like, what are those indicator lights? Like, because we have more awareness when we are moving at a bit of a slower pace, you know, to really attune and like recognize what is truly happening right now in this moment, what, what thoughts going through my head, what sensations happening in my body, you know, what am I feeling, right? What emotion is arising and those indicators 
really in the acknowledgement of them, it is what creates change and what starts to, you know, be the catalyst for transformation. And, and Michelle, you know, I know that you do a lot, uh, you know, your work is really deep. And I know something that we even worked on together is like, you know, you, you did like me come from a very science-driven background, right. And a lot of practicality and, you know, dietitian, and many of you know, I was an occupational therapist. So there's, there's a lot of science in that there's a lot of practical application in that there's a lot of like frameworks and processes and practices. And we are deeply intuitive beings. And, you know, the feminine is like in the fluidity and, and what I feel you really have transformed within yourself is like not making it just about like food itself. Right. And like helping women overcome challenges with food, but really again, reconciling their relationship with their body. Right. And really going into the deeper layers of the body and really helping them understand like truly what creates sustainable change, right? You know, and like kind of going below what might maybe they see on the surface that they need to change and really going under those layers to create a solid foundation for change in their life, you know, overall within food and health, but also, you know, I know for you and your work, it, it's spiritual, it's emotional, it's energetic, it's really the holistic sense. So I would love to hear from you, you know, like, why you feel the body is such an important vessel and, you know, what really does help support lasting and sustainable change, especially for women in their relationship with their body and food? Yeah. Oh, such a good question. And I kind of want to tackle it on so many layers, but let's just see what comes out (laughs) and what I remember to say, but like, First, I think I want to start by saying, you know, when I first work, used to work with women and it, it was like telling them how to eat, Yeah, you know, how to eat, to be healthy, the guidelines to follow the, the boxes to tick. Yeah. And it was like, okay, they could do that. They could do it for a while while they were, while we were together, they could see results and shifts. But then as soon as we stopped it ended for them because it, it wasn't, it's not necessarily like changes were drastic because they weren't, but nothing had been done on a deeper level yeah. to change that. I feel like, and I very much relate, you know, my background is using food to like look a certain way, then using food to heal and prevent disease for, you know, I, yeah, I have some issues going on and, you know, wanted to use food to heal, but like, Ooh, I put a lot of pressure on the food, to yeah. fix me, you know? Yeah. So I come at it there and I just feel that women were using food to fix something about ourselves. And when we can realize that First of all, what we, when we can name what we want and what we desire and what we're truly striving for, there's power there, right? And it releases the power of food. Yeah. And when we can um, also just understand the basics, there are some basic fundamentals that you need to understand about what a nourishing diet looks like. When we can understand that and let go of all the all the things we're trying to add on to that and just learn to implement that, implement that and realize that it's a journey and come into the realization that we don't need to be fixed by it, that we are beautiful, worthy, here for a reason, valued, all those things just as we are then, then I think our, our deeper work comes more intuitively, if that makes sense. You know, we can accept and remove the guilt and shame and enter in with curiosity. And then, and then that, that beautiful space of just 
then we can make our nourishing choices because we're not punishing ourselves. We're not, if I do this, then I will get that. You're never going to land somewhere. There's no final destination, right? Like my word. So if we can just, I I feel like I'm layering in a million things, but like our, our food journey, our coming back to ourself, our realizing that our body holds just beautiful answers and again, indicators of the choices we're making and just let's listen to it. Let's do our thing. Let's stop making this food thing harder than it needs to be and move forward. Yeah, it, it does. And you just illuminated, um, something really powerful came through for me as you were speaking, you know, a lot of kind of heal. And I had a deep journey as well with healing my relationship with food. I struggled with disordered eating patterns and, you know, over-exercising and body image issues for a number of years through my really since middle school, all the way up through college. And what I've really, you just really illuminated this when, when you're speaking, you know, healing your relationship with your body and food is very similar to healing your relationship with God. Mm. And because what I was hearing that we often approach, you know, our bodies and our relationship with food from this place of transaction. Okay. If I eat this, I might get that right. If I follow this diet, maybe I'll lose this amount of weight. Or if I do this, maybe I'll look like this, right. Or I'll feel like this, right. So, so very transactional, not necessarily creating and developing a relationship that's truly nourishing, right. And like having that appreciation for the food and what it gets to do for the body. And again, having that appreciation and love for the body and the vessel of the body and what it does for you every day. And again, kind of same with God, oftentimes, whether you come from religion or the new age or wherever, you know, we often kind of initially enter that relation relationship, more transactional, you know, mm-hmm. right. Like we think back to religion, you know, okay. If I behave this way, I'll get my seat in heaven. If I, if I show up and do this, you know, I'll, I'll have my boxes checked, you know, I'm a good Christian. I'm a good person. Right. And again, transactional, just very surface level, not really, getting to know God and feeling God, you know, within you and through you and and same with the new age with a lot of manifestation and just, you know, okay, I'm just going to like think my way to this thing. And so I can get this and, you know, I'll just like orgasm my way to like getting all this stuff that I want. Right. It's so, it's so transactional and, Mm -hmm. you know, your body and food in God both require relationship. That's the foundation that they stand on, not transaction. It's, it's relational communion, relational oneness, relational design. And just like any relationship, you know, we have to meet our body and that process requires trust, intimacy, patience, grace, tenderness. It's not this overnight process. Like everything is good. We know, I think, especially as women, there's a lot of layers that we get to peel back and unravel to come back to remember that inherent wholeness and worthiness. And I'm just seeing the reflection of that, you know, through our relationship with God for many women, because this is like what I do with women is restoring that relationship. And they're usually is some wrestling, some tussling. It takes time to remember God's true heart and character again. It's not something that we just remember through one moment in, in doing, doing something. It's, it's a relationship that's being built. So that just really came through strongly when you were speaking to that. And again, I feel our experience of God is, is through the body. So I feel all of these things are so interconnected. Yeah. Yeah. Nina, you know what it is? It's, I feel like, you know, I'm trying to, in my messaging, I'm trying to have women have that awareness that this, our relationship with food and repairing it is, is a spiritual journey. It is. And I'm, when you were talking, I was reminded of you know, I have this form for people to fill out if they want to, you know, we can chat together. I just like to get a little bit of information beforehand. And yeah, one of the comments was, I, uh, it was something like, I want to 
eat in a way or treat my body or do the things to, to, it wasn't to please God, but she said something like, I, I know that God wants me to treat my body better or something like that, something to that effect. And it's just like, I keep coming back to that and mulling over that. And I'm like, that's, oh, ah, that's icky. I mean, on one level, I'm like, sure. But on the other level, I'm like, but you're not bad because you're not, you know, like God doesn't look at you and think, what are you doing? Like I made you, so you need to treat yourself better. You know, right. Totally. Totally. I just want you to see yourself the way he sees you. And then with grace be like, Hey, Hey, we can do a little bit better. Yeah. Let's, let's learn together. Let's, how can we, yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hundred. Oh my gosh. There is so much to entangle, especially I know for women that come from the church and religion and purity culture and like all the shame and the, you know, all the things that have been placed upon our body. And I I love what you just said, Michelle, and and God is so fascinated by you. God has Mm. been with you and has never left you. God loves you for wholly and exactly who you are. And I, and I feel you know, as you develop that, that deeper spiritual relationship, right. With God and within yourself, it's almost like you want to be treating yourself better. I know this happened to me, right. Cause your body is a temple. Your, your body is literally a vessel for the divine to move through. So it's like, when you remember that and you're anchored in that to remember, like, I am truly a vessel for God's word and love and truth and grace to move through it, it, we start to meet our bodies differently. We see them as, as more holy. And again, I think our culture and society has made you feel like it's just a body. And then, right. And then we're so conditioned into shaming our bodies, hating our bodies, villainizing our bodies and, or needing validation and, and won't even go into all the harms of the, the food industry. You know, there's literally biological warfare happening on our bodies every single day of your life. And Mm -hmm. it's really deep. This is really entangled. You know, this is a big tactic of the enemy to take us out of our bodies, to disconnect us from our bodies and, and to essentially poison our bodies. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, it's so deep. And when we come back into this more spiritual connection with our bodies, I feel there is then this natural inclination to treat yourself and your body and your spirit as more holy and to like really not in a purest way. Cause that can go into a lot of harm as well, like getting obsessive, but to just be in your body in this more holistic way and to hold deeper reverence for it so that you do make better choices in your life of how you take care of it. Mm. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I want to be clear that, I mean, it's not a simple switch, right? Once, yeah. once we have that appreciation for ourselves, it's not a simple switch to then just be like, yes, I want to nourish my body in all these ways, but, yeah. but it does come a bit easier and more fluid because you begin to like pan back and see how everything's connected, right? Like, oh man, when I am able yeah. to make these choices more often than not, I am more patient. I am a better human. I am more present with my children. I am able to slow down and see the needs of those around me. I am able to just show up to me, myself, my family, and my community better. You see that connection, the correlation, if you will. And so that then fuels again, your desire to continue to nourish in a more intuitive way without looking at all the external things. Yeah. 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 Oh, so it's just a holistic, holistic approach. And I love use the word nourish a lot, Michelle, like it's it's a part of your brand. Like, well, I have a lot of, um, issues with the word healthy. <laughs> yeah. I, well, so, I want you to speak. I would love for you to speak yeah. about that and really speak to like 
what nourish means mm-hmm. and, you know, why that came to you instead of, yeah, healthy. And cause I feel like you don't even necessarily call yourself a health coach. Like, like mm-hmm. at this point, I feel like a lot within even a lot of those labels have shifted for you in the past year. Yeah. 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 It's so hard, man. Words hold a lot of weight. Don't they? they? Do. A lot they of do. power. I was actually just having that conversation with my kids this morning. I forget why. And you know, I was like, you know, what's, what's that Bible passage that it was like, your, your words can like steer the ship or. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't All know right. what exactly, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. yeah. Anyway, words and health, the word healthy, I think I, I get a little passionate and frustrated with it. Cause I think what other people's connotation of healthy is not not the same thing. And I just, I just, I don't agree with what is healthy, what our culture is saying, what is healthy. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Yeah. And so, but when I think about nourish, I think it more, maybe healthy to me just incorporates the body. Right. And to me, nourish is incorporating mind, body, soul, life, you know, life well nourishes. I, sometimes I say that. So yeah, nourishing is just, you know, a food let's, let's think of, you know, the greatest indulgence you can think of that people would be like, Oh, that's so unhealthy. You know, for me, it's like this warm brownie or chocolate chip mm. cookie with ice cream and all the sauces and nuts and all the things. So good. Which I mean, I could go on on one hand, a lot of those elements are very nourishing and quote unquote healthy, but people will look at that and be like unhealthy, but Hey, that is so if done in the right context, if eaten slowly and mindfully and gratefully, like how nourishing is that? Right. Versus eaten scarfed down because you just want something sweet at the end of the day, but totally. So there's just, yeah, I guess that's another level of the word nourishing. Not only is it incorporating mind, body, and soul, but it is incorporating not just the what you're eating, but how and why and the context of what you're eating. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And, and I think you can probably, you probably know this better than me, but I feel like too, the body, like when you're in that state of like Mm. gratitude and just pleasure and like, you know, that love the body literally digests the food differently. Like, like, yes. And oh man, Nina, I mean, that's the thing. Like there's so much stuff happening under the surface, right? We're taking food recommendations from studies that don't even get me started about like nutrition research. It's so new and it's so flawed. Like, yeah, totally. We don't need science to tell us what is nourishing for our bodies. Right. Cause there's so much. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's on so many levels. There's just yep. so much magic happening internally that it's like, can we, can we just get, I don't know if get back to or whatever. Can we just connect with our bodies, with the things around us and be in the moment. Can we just be in the moment? Cause there's magic that happens when we're able to be in the moment. Yeah. 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 I a hundred percent agree. And the body is so intuitive. I mean, you know, what works for one person isn't going to be the same mm-hmm. for someone else. You know, I, I remember not to go down the rabbit hole of like being more on the side of like vegetarian. I was never vegan, but I definitely did not eat meat for a long time. And ultimately that wasn't good for my body. And I've really paid the price of that, you know, now later in my early thirties. And as I'm looking more towards, um, creating more nourishment, my body, especially for fertility. I'm just, you know, my body needs to eat differently now than it did when I was in my young twenties. Right. And, and I used to make certain things wrong, like cheese even. And now I love some raw cheese. Like Mm. I'm all about the raw cheese and in these things that I used to restrict. And now, you know, over the last decade, I really had shifted again from that place of restriction to really following 
my intuition and nourishing my body in such a different way, right. For the true vibrant health. And I would love to hear Michelle, like, you know, when you're working with women and kind of in the beginning processes of this, you know, for any woman listening who some of the things in this conversation might be newer or peak in interest or, or sparking something within her. And she has this yearning and desire to have a better relationship with food in her body. You know, what are some things that you would recommend to her, you know, whether they're simple practices mm-hmm. or, um, you know, ways in which she's engaging with food again, or eating, you know, literally her meals or again, mindset stuff, body stuff. Like, I know that's kind of a big question. Um, cause I know this is like a lot of what your program's about, but, but just, yeah, like for yeah. a woman who's wanting to develop a better relationship with food in her body, like what are some just initial gateways for her? Yeah, that's, it is a loaded, but very good and necessary question. I mean, if, if I had just like 10 minutes with somebody who I knew, so needed help in this area. I think where I would start is I would I would want her to be able to understand, to just become more reflective and understand why she's choosing certain foods. Yeah. I think, man, if we can dig into that a little bit, it would show you so much about yourself, about what you're longing for. Yeah. You're hoping for and your desires, you know, and, and that starts the inquiry too of like, okay, why am I choosing this food? Cause I think it's healthy. And then it's like, wait, is that, is that true? And does that, does that thought support me? Meaning like, what if you, you think you need that food, but you, you don't really want it. And you're not, you end up not eating it because you can't for whatever reason, yeah. or you just don't want to, then this shame and the guilt that comes on that gets layered in your body with that. And then our attitude with the way we eat our food is just like, you kind of hinted at it does, it affects our digestion and absorption yeah, and then absolutely. how we feel. Yeah, so absolutely. I think, I know it sounds it's not simple. And maybe perhaps it sounds, um, to like, no, come on. We need a, we need a, a step an action step with greater impact. Okay. I, I, I encourage you to find one that might be, have a greater long-term impact than the simple act of reaching for a food and being like, why? why am I reaching for this? And that just gets the process started of, okay, where do I need to start? Am I reaching for this because I'm in a hurry? Hey, let's, let's start with maybe planning, figuring out some better rhythms. Am I reaching for this? Cause I think it's healthy. Okay. Hey, maybe I need to get a better understanding around food. Am yeah. I reaching for this? Cause I want some comfort. Mm, okay. Can we figure out our indicator indicator lights and cultivate some slow spaces, you know, like totally. Yeah. So just starting there. <laughs> no, I love that. I, I, I think that in that, I think really was like the initial part of my healing journey with food was just really asking myself, you know, why, why am I craving this certain thing? I mean, I, I even remember, gosh, like it's so funny. I'm back at home on Cape Cod right now where I grew up in the house that I grew up in. And, you know, when you're in those spaces, a lot of your old, <laughs> a lot of your old memories and Mm. patterns resurface. Right. And, and I remember sitting in my kitchen all the time in high school, I used to like binge ice cream. I used to binge sweets and, you know, I really started to recognize, you know, wow, I'm, I'm doing this because I, it was for me connected to like not feeling loved. So like, right. So not feeling this like full sense of like nurturing love. Cause like sweets would give me that like essence of like in the moment, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Even though it was not exactly healthy in the way I was engaging with that food. It was, it was really seeking out that sweetness, that love through <laughs> food instead of like through myself or through, 
you know, someone that I love and that loved me. Right. So it's just, so those questions of why really help to, you know, excavate a lot of those deeper patterns that might be lying under the surface or those deeper feelings. So I, I just, I love that you brought that in because it's, it's simple, but it's again, very actionable and really helps to get to some of the deeper roots of why we are approaching, you know, our different choices, um, you know, in this way. Yeah. I love, I love your word, your word, um, excavating. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Going in. You were able to like, I just love that you were able to make that connection on, I don't know if it was on your own or if you had some help, but it it was years down the line. It was not in the moment that it was happening. It was with my therapist later. Yeah. (laughs) Let me be clear about that. It didn't happen. It didn't happen overnight. You're so in tune. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, that's the thing. Like when we're able, when we do that line of why, why, why we're able to see like, oh, this is what we really want or what we really feel like we're missing and why in the world am I using food for that? Like, yeah. And that's, that's fine. We don't want to put shame on that realization, but that's again, where the acceptance comes in and yeah. And then, yeah. When you uncover what you truly are using food to distract from, that's, it's just a beautiful thing to be able to nourish and make choices that are more in line with like who, you know, yourself to be, you know, on that deeper level. So yeah, Mm. that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, and kind of like circling back to the very beginning, you know, we brought in this word acceptance and, Mm. and I'd love to hear kind of as we're, you know, beginning to wrap up this conversation. Cause I, I do feel like once you are accepting of yourself and your body and right. Your relationship with food. There is, there's a, there's a liberation, right. You're like liberated. And, and for me, you know, my line of work, this is all connected back to like beloved identity, really knowing who you truly are in the image of God, which is infinite and inherent wholeness, worthiness, radiance, belonging. Right. And I think that that's what we all are ultimately like seeking and desiring, And again, we've been so conditioned out of it and conditioned to forget that this is who we truly are, but this acceptance piece is, is so huge. And I would love for you to share, Michelle, just like any, any part of the journey around that, that feeling of acceptance and even like what, how, how acceptance feels in your body and like how it enables you to, yeah, meet life with more grace and like more trust and even more faith. Cause I know, you know, you have a, a strong faith as well. And, you know, all of you listening, you know, that faith is very like alive in our space. And I'd love to hear just like, yeah, your personal experience with, with acceptance and really staying anchored in your faith, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> well, I can, st- I full disclosure, I think is first and foremost, yes, I accept and love who I am, but it's not a one-time decision. It is something I have to come back to and continue to work on. Same. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I am so lucky, blessed, but I just, I have a beautiful friend in my life who recently made the comment and I, I can see this about her. I know she is like the embodiment of like a, I, I'm confident in who I am. And I mean, in all her ways and just how she shows up in life. Yeah. And so I love her example. And she recently said, we were talking about uh, college moments and she was like, you know, I, I knew who I was in college and I, I was happy with who I was. And I was like, whoo, I was so far from that, you know, trying to be so many things that I wasn't, but I'm just so grateful for her beautiful example. And just even those words, quite often I will be like, if I recognize a thought pattern that's coming up, that is not accepting of who I am or what I'm doing immediately. I'm like, who would I be? Who am I without that thought? Yeah. Um, and that, 
that is how I come back to it daily, I think, you know? Um, yeah, and I would love to, <laughs> I would love to answer how that feels in my body. I just wanted to like pause and consider that. How does that feel? I think it, ooh, it feels like a shedding of things, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, your word liberation, but it just, it, it, okay. Maybe I have a hard time naming how things feel in my body, but I can tell you because I feel accepted of what I want to do. It makes me want to like strip off and just go do cartwheels down my street. Which yeah. I love. Yeah. I love like, that. Oh, I am just, I am right. Like I am loved. I am, I am not only am I loved, but I am like this because I need to be like this. I am here as I am for a reason Mm. to like you, you always say to serve the collective, you know? And yeah. 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 I love that. I love that visual. And, (laughs) and yeah, it feels like, you know, and it always comes back to me, for me, it's like, gosh, when we are fully like just accepting of who we are, we're, we're like a child. Like mm-hmm. think about like Michelle and you have two beautiful children. It's like, think about, I always mm-hmm. go in, in this conversation and, you know, I was, I worked with kids for so long and I, I, you know, love children so much. And I always say like, whenever you forget who you are, like go spend time with a child and just like observe, you know, what, what a child does, how they carry themselves, what they know to be true about themselves, because they live in that state, you know, until they get told or conditioned otherwise, you know, into the state of acceptance and just Mm. like, right. It's like a radical remembrance. Like I know who I am. I I know who I am in God. I know who God truly is. Like I, I know, I know love, like I know love. And oh, it's the most beautiful thing. I love that. I love that you just brought that up. One, because I can like go and look at my daughter. She's seven. Mm. And she's the girl's like, she's so badass and confident. And I'm like, that was not me. Maybe it was at seven. I don't know. But I did want to circle back around to like part of entering into acceptance, a big part of it for me was meeting meeting the me at that point in my life that I no longer felt accepted and valued totally and doing the work there to, to meet her and, you know, shift that to let her know she's valued as she is. And yeah. 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 I mean, and oh gosh, is it your, some of your bundles, inner child bundle or something, just that visual of she's standing in front of you telling her what she needs to hear. Like that was such powerful work. Yeah. 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 The inner child's healing and nurturing is for me too. This was like the beginning of, of my whole journey of like healing trauma and, and really meeting those, those moments, right. In which a part of me got lost because Mm -hmm. yeah, we all do at some point, me, abandonment, betrayal, rejection, humiliation, you know, injustice, like these are five kind of core human wounds. And at some point as we meet those things, you know, it it can have an effect on how we then see ourselves and how we walk in this world. Right. And, and I feel, especially for women, there's yeah, such a reclamation around like who we truly are and remembering ourselves as the beloved, as daughters, as, you know, these, all of us here are brilliant children of God. And that identity has never left you, but like, we get to remember it. Like, and it happens often through meeting and remembering that little child who, who knew that identity so strongly within their beingness and their essence. And yeah, I, I can't wait for the actual journey itself of motherhood, because I feel like too, when you really transition from maiden to mother, there's also a major initiation as well, you know, and becoming a mother. And, and I feel I'm sure this would be a whole nother conversation, Michelle, but like, there is so much healing, right. When you're willing to like heal some of those past traumas, because often it's going to get reflected 
through children, through parenting, right? Like, and I I don't know yet, I'm not a parent yet, but you are. So (laughs) So you know better than me. (laughs) Yes. Oh yes. Like you said, a whole nother conversation, but for sure. And then even in the different phases of parenting, I feel like I am entering a new phase with them and their ages. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. It's a big heart. So hard. So hard. That mirror sometimes is like, ah, put that down. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Divine mirrors and same with relationships. I mean, it's, we're always being mirrored and, and, you know, God always like gives you my friends, Zaki and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, like a witness. And I, and I love that you brought up your friend who's like always been just emboldened and embodied in her confidence. Like she's someone that yeah, is a mirror and is also, I'm sure a witness to you to remind you like, yeah, but look how far you've come. Like, look, look at the mountains you've climbed. Like it's so hard for us to sometimes hold that perspective. But when we have like the outside perspective, the God perspective, you know, the perspective from a dear friend that has witnessed the journey with you, like that can be so helpful too, to like, remind you, like you've come far, like we've come far. Like there's been a lot of evolution, you know? So necessary for sure. Because we can always, instead of looking how far we've come, we can always look how far we still want to go. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just really reflecting and like, that's something I have to constantly remind myself to do, especially when, yeah, I get down on myself or I'm like, why isn't this working as easily as I wanted to, or, you know, and I'm just like, okay, well look at like two years ago, like, you know, look at all that's been co-created, you know, since that time, look at what's changed, look at what's evolved, like, look at all the desires that have been like so fully and deeply met in your life. Like, let's just soak that in (laughs) before you try to go to the next step, you know? Yes. Oh yes. Which is why it's so important to have others on this journey with you, right? To, to know yourself, but then to open yourself to others as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred mm. percent, and I know, and I again, I know that this is so much of the support that you offer women, Michelle. And I would love to hear, you know, for you to share with our community. All of Michelle's links are are below, but for you to share, you know, where our listeners here can connect with you and what's alive in your space, what you're excited about, you know, what's upcoming in your world. Yeah. Yeah. So I am most active on Instagram for sure. Um, so there, but also my website, uh, you can, you know, see what I have to offer. You can connect through Instagram or my website, but in this season, what I'm most excited about is I'm launching monthly workshops, free monthly workshops, because I long to build a stronger community you know? And so I just see that as being a place to connect, to connect, lead, guide, you know? Um, And so it's not just going to be a, hey, let's connect on this workshop. And then perhaps again, we'll reconnect at the next one or whatever. My goal and hope with it is that, you know, when, when you join a workshop, you will have access to like the, the, um, the platform that I use with my clients, you will gain, you will be on it for like 10 days and we will connect for those 10 days while you're marinating on it and integrating what you've learned. Um, and I know 10 days is such a short time, but you know, limits. Yeah, totally. And I think that's beautiful. That's like, we'll talk about it after. Cause there's like so much excitement now that I'm like, Oh, okay. I love this. And yeah. you, know, you know, me, Michelle, I'm always like all the ideas, <laughs> like, are. Oh, man, I love that. but, yeah. I, but I love that. And, and I feel 10 days to give space to integrate and like, what a gift for your community, because, you know, we all are craving community and, yeah. and again, you know, all of you listening, this is going to be accessible to you. And like, you have an amazing guide to receive, yeah. you know, deeper wisdom and support and sisterhood, you know, on this journey of really coming home into your body and reclaiming and, and reconciling your relationship with food and, you know, all of these other 
spiritual, energetic, emotional elements that, that are alongside that journey. So yeah, this is, I just, I love this. I think that that's amazing for your community and for your space. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> pretty, yeah. 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 I love Something that. I've been putting off for so long and I don't, I don't know why, but yeah, finally stepping into more confidence, I guess, in that area. So yeah. 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 Really excited. I know I see it in you and it's so exciting. And again, yeah, we'll have all of this link below so you can easily connect with Michelle and check out her workshops and these beautiful things that she's offering. And, you know, as always, we love connecting with you. Don't hesitate to send a reflection, a hello, you know, through our Instagram messages. You guys know, I love hearing from you. So please share, you know, this conversation with a friend that might benefit, share it, you know, on your own space. Um, if you feel like this really served and benefited you, we appreciate that so much. And yeah, I'm just so grateful, Michelle, for your energy and presence, um, today for gracing us with so much, wisdom and just such beautiful conversation around the body and food and relationship and faith and all the things. Yeah. Thanks so much, Nina. Thanks for guiding and opening the space to do that. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite thing to do. So, (laughs) so we're always here and all of you listening, we will see you next time for our next conversation.